Hello, wonderful people. This week, I thought we could explore holidays. It's kind of getting to that time of year. I think in the US, schools have broken up already. We've got another month here in the UK before we break up. And after a long season of COVID, a lot of places are starting to open up to the extent that people are thinking about holidays and going away. And of course, the two things are not um, automatically the same, are they? We have staycations on the rise. And I think a lot of us have gotten through the last couple of years by finding a way to make the most of our immediate locality. This has been a real challenge for, for a lot of people. Um, and from our TCK perspective, a lot of us used holidays as a way of traveling to family members who might be all around the world. A lot of people have felt virtually exiled because of various border restrictions and um, sort of mapping the, the numbers rising in various areas, quarantine times and things. Holidays have been disrupted massively but as the sun comes out um, for many of us at least in the northern hemisphere um, what's going on for you as you contemplate holidays I see an awful lot of a particular pattern of work and holidaying um, in my clients and in my own life where there's a sort of hard border almost we work 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 and then we're supposed to relax and stop but when I dig into this with people a lot of people start talking about um, getting quite ill when they suddenly stop working um, that kind of pattern a lot of us had I think as students where the first week of, of summer break a lot of us came down with some kind of bug holidays um, and maybe we could extend this into any kind of disruption of the of the routine can initiate a kind of physical and emotional crisis of sorts we talk about wanting to just stop wanting to just rest and yet the experience of so many of us is that when we do there's a an internal or physical disruption that that's really hard to manage or just feels really disappointing over the years i've adjusted my own resting patterns i suppose to take stock of the fact that actually going on vacation going on holiday for me is not rest that's not to say I don't enjoy it I do there's something energizing and exciting about exploring new places um, seeing new sites um, visiting family visiting friends but it's not what I would perceive as restful. Now, this may be because I'm a bit of an introvert, but I think it also has a lot to do with the notions I carry around with me about 
how to interact with the world around me. And also to do with the perceptions I have in myself about the value of activity and work. Rest can be a bit challenging to a lot of us and it wasn't necessarily modelled by our own families or talked about by our own families. How many of us have memories of our families, our parents, resting? Not collapsing with exhaustion, deliberate resting. I think about it and I I think my last episode was around parenting and I think about what my daughter sees in my rest work patterns. For example, I want to present myself as somebody who really values books and reading, but it occurs to me, I don't know how often she witnesses me sitting still with a book. Is that part of her experience of me? How often do I actually act out that identity I really want to embody? I have a home full of books. How often do I do the the idyllic curl up in an armchair and while away a day lost in pages and stories? And in fact, even as I say it, I can feel a kind of internal tension because there are other things to do, other things to be done. And so I just wanted to create a bit of space this week for us to think about the holiday season that a lot of us are looking towards and bring into consciousness what our expectations are of that, of ourselves in it. I think one of the the things that can be helpful is to recall all our holidays through childhood in adolescence do you have any favorites that spring to mind what did holidays look like for you growing up were they traveling away from home ones were they activity ones were they two birds with one stone visit family in the local area that they live in once Were they self-catering cottages in the woods and a pile of books and board games? Was it camping? Like many TCKs, I've collected a range of holidays because holidaying in different countries meant vastly different things. In the UK, holidays, school holidays, were often spent visiting Um, people in my parents' community because we would only be in the UK for a year. So any gap was kind of spent touring the country. Whereas in Niger, where I grew up, in my early life, we would holiday in Nigeria in a kind of idyll. It seemed certainly at the time just full of green lushness and caterpillars you really shouldn't touch and acres to explore and waterfalls to see. 
very, very different landscape from our day-to-day life in Niger. And holidays meant time with family, but also because of the expatriate community that we were a member of, you weren't just your family. There was a whole community sort of holidaying together, and I suppose perhaps similar experiences are felt on resorts or where people are living in community. I think a lot of people reach for that when they go camping. It's one of the internal tensions I fear, feel, not fear, although that might be a Freudian slip, maybe I do fear it. I fear going camping and feeling obliged to become temporary best friends with whoever's got the tent next to me. For me, a tent in a field is just that, a tent in a field and a respite from needing to engage or consider the the emotional landscape of the people around me for a time. And yet a lot of people go camping because it is many tents in a field and there is community there and the children play together and my expectations are not always borne out by the social reality. What about your experiences of holiday? What makes a holiday a holiday for you? Are there tensions between your what what you want to want on holiday and what you actually enjoy on holiday? Has it been a long time since you've been able to get any kind of holiday rest? For parents with young children, a lie-in might be part of your ideal, but just not going to happen. Not for a while. If travelling has been an ideal, COVID must have been really tough. What's coming up for you as you think about holidays? Something that I think is important for our sort of day in, day out mental health as well is to find ways to achieve what a lot of us want a holiday to achieve, but in a kind of microcosm of our everyday life. What I mean by that is we think of holidays as a time to replenish ourselves, to nourish ourselves, to stimulate um, our sense of adventure or exploration to have quality time with the people we care about. And what we can do is deprioritize those things in our daily life because wait for the holiday, wait for the holiday, that's when the good stuff will happen. And then the holiday can arrive and we can be such a jittery, run-down mess that it's hard to really enjoy it. There's something to be said for regularly making space for those holiday experiences on a, on a much smaller scale in our everyday life. Where can you take a nap this weekend? Is there a new recipe or a new place near you that you could explore and take a picnic to? Is there time that you could do some extra work in or you could not? 
if you were to list out all the all the activities you'd want to do on a perfect holiday, how many of those do you actually have to wait for? Are there any that you could integrate into a weekly or monthly or even on a day-to-day experience level? If I come back to my idea of me as a reader, I have such a strong notion of this ideal that if I have anything less than an entire afternoon or even a whole day that I could just put aside for reading, I don't do it because for some reason it's not enough, it's not doing it properly, it's not resting properly, so I won't rest at all, goes my logic. Whereas taking 10 minutes to read half a chapter, a chapter, does so much for my sense of well-being, does so much for my sense of, I've prioritised myself. I've done something I wanted to and I think for any of us to feel in control of our stories, to feel in control of our lives, we need to feel like we've made choices to do things we want, not just the things we need to do. I don't want to book a holiday and I feel that immense pressure that all of my revitalization needs to happen in that one week, two week break. What a pressure. I want to go into it already well and whole, grounded in who I am and what my priorities are. Without that kind of desperation of when's the next break going to be, I feel like I have a responsibility to myself, to my story, to the character that I want to be in my story. To keep me well maintained and happy throughout all the chapters of my life. Whether those are work chapters or whether those are play chapters. And there's something about reflecting on our favourite holidays that can really give us an indication of how to do that. So if I go back to my experiences of camping, one of the things that makes my family think that I'm mad for enjoying camping is that it's so much work. I started camping with my daughter when she was, I think, about three or four, and the concerned astonishment of my fellow campers as we would rock up and I would be trying to put a tent up in the rain while she ran around waving a mallet yelping with joy um well it would have been funny um if I hadn't been so concerned with trying to get the tent up it is a lot of work but I think that element of it is what allows me to rest somehow. It's a different kind of work to the work I do usually and it, the activities, the day-to-day activities of washing and tidying and cooking and preparing the next meal and all those basics of life take so much time and effort that I haven't got time 
when I'm camping, to worry or expect any higher level activities of myself. And I do tend to read a lot. There's something about the work of camping that gives me permission to read, or perhaps it's simply being away from all of the other tasks that would normally call me from reading. But I don't want to have to go and sit in a tent to be able to do those things. I need ways of encouraging my brain to integrate what it is that I enjoy about those holidays in my everyday life. And perhaps it's the mindfulness practice of the faffing and the preparing and the planning of camping that really brings me into the present moment. Everything is a bit of an effort and so we concentrate on it. How much of my regular everyday at home work life is carried out on autopilot or in a bit of a haze. I find myself in the kitchen boiling the kettle and there's another hot drink and I've not even really thought about which hot drink I wanted. I just muscle memory reached for the same jar. Or falling into bed at night. There's no preparation involved for that because everything's so convenient. And so my brain is freed up enough to worry about everything else. Or to expect myself to have done more than those menial, mundane, everyday tasks. If I could imbue my everyday life with the same degree of consciousness and respect and even self-congratulation that I give myself when camping. Oh, look at that. I made a really nice meal out of two tins and an onion. You know, I will give myself that grace when camping. But at home, I expect more of myself. And the dissatisfaction in myself really ramps up. So I'm going to focus on considering what I get from my holidays as a kind of invitation, I suppose, to re-engage with my everyday at-home life in a way that really respects who I am and what my needs are and tries to make space for rest and re-energization, but also that mindful presence to just being here as a good place to, where I can still access good things. And I would extend that invitation to you. I'd love to hear your thoughts. This is just me sharing mine, and I hope that they're useful or interesting or prompt your own questions in your mind. Thank you for listening. Until next time, bye.